Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. As Jesus has been preaching the Sermon on the Mount, and as we've been listening and hearing what Jesus has to say to His disciples... We've been hearing Him tell us that our avoidance of sin, our our trying to keep the law, the Ten Commandments, is not good enough. He knocks the legs out from under us by telling us, well, if you haven't murdered, have you been angry at someone? So that's what Jesus did in the first chapter. He, he knocked our legs out from under us and he, he told us our law keeping is not good enough. And then he tells us in chapter 6, our good works, praying, fasting, giving, all those things, they're not good enough either. And He knocks those legs out from under us again. We will not be saved by keeping the law, by refraining from sin. We will not be saved by doing good works and trying to earn our salvation. Our only hope is in the blood of Jesus that He shed for us. Jesus continues to prod at us and to point out areas where as believers we can begin to be prideful and and, and begin to, to think too highly of ourselves. And he tells us here today not to judge. Not to judge. You know, a long time ago, the, the most commonly quoted Scripture would have been John 3.16. You know, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. That was, it used to be the most commonly quoted Scripture. But I would venture that today, this first verse, and maybe just the first half of the first verse, is probably the most common because of the way our culture is. Judge not. And they end it there. They forget about the rest of it. And they just hear, judge not. Jesus says, judge not that you be not judged. Let's uh, let's go ahead and read our text. Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take the log out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. 
Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we pray that you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see, Lord. This word from you that we're looking at this morning, in some ways our culture drags, uh, latches on to it. But it is so oftenly misunderstood and abused. Lord, shape our minds by your word. Use your word as the surgeon's scalpel. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us today and help us to grasp what it is we are to do regarding judging. In your word. Father, I pray that you would be with me. Help me not to be judgmental. Help me, as I often fail. And Lord, give me boldness to speak your word. Not to be too harsh, but to speak it with clarity. And to open up what it is that you want us to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus begins with the main point of everything else, and then he unpacks what he is saying. First, he says, judge not that you be judged. Be not judged. Judge not that you be not judged. What he's saying here... It might not be clear, and that's why it needs explanation throughout the rest of the passage here. But basically what we see from just this first verse is the idea, which he unpacks later, it's that if we are going to judge someone, remember, we are also going to be judged. Jesus, He is the Lord of heaven and earth. Jesus was with the Father. He was the instrument of creation in which He spoke and the world came into existence. And He will one day stand as our judge. It is appointed unto man once to die and then face the judgment. We are all going to stand before the judgment. And so Jesus warns us about a certain kind of judgment. He says, judge not that you be not judged. And he unpacks this starting in verse 2. He says, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. It's easy to forget about the fact that we are sinners too. And we hold other people to a high standard, and when someone does something that we don't like, that offends us, we judge them, and we forget about how we have experienced grace. If we have experienced grace, if we have been forgiven of sin that is against an infinite God, an infinitely holy God, then how can we not forgive one another? This judging and forgiving, I think, are are related. 
If we're going to make a judgment about another person, then God will hold us to that same standard. We have to be careful about what standard we hold someone to. Romans chapter 1. This is one of the accusations that Paul makes against the Jews. In Romans chapter 1. Or was it 2? can't remember what verse, but basically um, he's, he's spelling it out. If you condemn adultery, do you commit, can commit adultery as well? And kind of the same things that he's saying in the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Do you condemn murder? Have you been angry? Do you condemn adultery? Have you ever lusted? Do you condemn lying? You ever made uh, an oath without thinking? Jesus here tells us, he warns us that whatever standard we hold someone else to, that we will be judged. He warns us not to be judgmental. It's it's a lot of it's about our attitude, not to be judgmental, thinking that we're better when we make a judgment. Let's go on. Verse 3. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is a log in your own eye? Jesus points out the absurdity of the matter of judging other people without at first looking at ourselves. I don't believe this passage condemns all judging. In fact, he tells us in the next verse that we are to judge. But first, we are to look at ourselves. The first one we're to judge is ourselves. When we see someone else that's in sin, what should we do first? Should we go and confront them? Well, first, we need to consider ourselves. Are they doing something? Am I holding them to a higher standard than I'm even considering for myself? And so often, we fall into that trap. And how often it is, maybe we sit on a Sunday morning hearing a sermon, and we think, well, this person over there needs to hear that. And we don't consider that it's God's Word for us. We need to hear it just as much as that person we're thinking about thinking, Oh, they need to hear this. When God's Word comes to us, we need to remember it is for us. We need to apply it to ourselves before we turn and try to say, well, they really needed to hear that. Next verse, verse 5, he says, You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. This clears it up for us. What Jesus is condemning, from, based on this verse, verse 5, He's not saying, don't take the speck out of your brother's eye. That's not what He's saying. He says, first, 
Take the log out of your own, and then you will see clearly to go and take the speck out. We cannot help but make moral judgments. That's just part of the nature of things. We cannot help it. We're always going to make some kind of a judgment about this or that. This is right. This is wrong. If not, there is no distinction between right and wrong. The believer is supposed to understand the difference between right and wrong. If we're not to judge at all, then forget about right and wrong. But Jesus tells us, first, take care of ourselves. Don't be concerned about what this person over there is doing. Oh, I was at camp this week. I was at camp this week, and the first thing that started to get on my nerves with the boys was when someone came to me tattling, telling me, oh, this person over here is doing this. Okay, what do you want me to do about it? You're a big boy. But... They were more concerned with, you know, the, the boy that was coming to me with the complaint, he, he was doing something to egg it on, but he just wanted somebody in authority to come and keep the other person from doing it back. We don't think about ourselves first. Actually, the problem is we do think about ourselves first. But we don't consider our own sin first, like Jesus calls us to. Now, this last verse, it's difficult. Uh, it's one that that, uh, puzzles many, um, many interpreters, many commentaries. Some would say this last verse, um, it doesn't necessarily belong here, that it's uh, uh, disconnected, it doesn't really fit. But I I don't think that's right. I, I believe that whenever the biblical authors were putting together Matthew, when Matthew sat down and wrote this, out. He had a reason for why he put it. And I think that it fits with the verses that came before. Verse 6 says, Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. What is this about? Dogs and pigs? What does this have to do with judging? Well, A dog would be uh, an insult that people would call. People didn't. The Jewish people didn't hang around dogs. Um, It'd be an insult. They called the Gentiles dogs and pigs. That it was an unclean animal. They wouldn't want to have anything to do with pigs. He says, "Do not give what is holy to dogs. Do not throw your pearls before swine." I could be wrong. Like I said, this is a difficult passage. Many people have come up with different understandings, but I think what is holy, what our pearls are here in this text, is the judgment. It's that understanding of what right and wrong is. And someone who who has no concern for the Lord, who has no concern whatsoever, who's not a believer... Don't go and judge them. Don't go and and tell them about how evil they are. We're to judge believers. And my support for that is from 1 Corinthians 5. 
There was a situation there where they practiced church discipline. There was a, a man who had been sexually immoral. And the church there was tolerating it. They, weren't putting up, they were putting up with it within their congregation. They weren't doing anything to hold this man accountable. And in verse 12, he says, I'm looking in the wrong book. In verse 12, he says, What have I to do with judging outsiders? It is, not, is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil from among you. Now, is Jesus, are Jesus and Paul in conflict? There are a lot of liberal scholars who will tell you that. I don't believe they are. This is all God's Word from Genesis to Revelation. It is all in agreement. What Jesus and Paul have in common is they are saying, I think based on verse 6, it is not for us to judge outsiders. It is for us to hold one another accountable as church members. To judge one another. When we see a brother who's straying, be mindful of the rules of our Savior, just like was in our church covenant. Be mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. We go to that person in love, redemptively, tell them of their sin. First, checking ourselves, making sure that we're not guilty of the same thing. Not going to them in a harsh, judgmental way, but going to them in love, redemptively, pleading with them to turn from their way and return to Jesus. So Jesus, He warns us, it is dangerous to judge. It is dangerous because when we judge, we will be held to whatever standard we judge others. He warns us that we are to take care of ourselves first. Don't go and judge somebody else if we're guilty of the same thing or worse. And then he tells us we're not to judge the outside, the unbelievers. We're not to go and confront them and say, you shouldn't be doing that. Well, you know, sometimes people have a problem whenever uh, maybe you're at work or something and someone around you that's not a believer cusses. I don't think it's the believer's job to say, hey, you need to watch your language. We're not to judge those on the outside, but you have a brother, another church member who is a believer, who, who, trusts in Christ, who claims to trust in Christ, and he's talking about all kinds of filthy things, when well, we do need to go to them and confront them in love. Not in a harsh, judgmental way, but to, but to say we need to, we need to push one another on towards love and good works. We do judge those on the inside. But finally, I want to remind us, we all will stand before the judge. We will all stand before the judge of all the earth. It is appointed unto a man once to die and then face the judgment. No one will escape. We will all die 
We will all stand before our Maker. And He will ask us, What did you do with my son? Have you trusted in Him? We will be condemned by our sin. We will be condemned by our sin, but we will be redeemed. We will be set free. We will be acquitted. And we'll go free when we have trusted in Jesus Christ, who is the judge, who is our advocate, who is in heaven right now pleading for us. And He was the sacrifice that made atonement so that we can be reconciled with the Father and justice was satisfied. God is a God who judges. We ought not to stand with our finger pointed at everyone else. But instead, our first place we should go is to turn and flee to the judge who pleads for us. Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook.